Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Empowered Indie Artists YouTube channel and podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about creating your own sound. As an independent artist, this is one of the trickiest things we ever will do and can do because it's easy to sing other people's music or to be influenced by other singers and musicians and adapt their style. But stepping out of our comfort zone and creating something that no one has ever heard is one of the scariest things an artist can ever do. And here's the other issue. We don't live in a vacuum. We are constantly being influenced by the music we hear from the time we're in the womb to the time we start making our own music. Everything around us is influencing us. So how do we step out of that and create something new? Well, I have come up with seven things that will really help you figure out what your specific unique sound can be, or at least ways that you can find it. Step number one, do covers, but do covers that are not typical of your voice or your style and even your gender. So for example, if everyone says, oh my gosh, you sound just like Julia Michaels, don't do a Julia Michaels cover. If you're singing along with her or an artist that's the right key, it's the right style, you sound so much like them, you feel them, those are not the songs that you actually want to cover. What you want to do is take a song totally popular, but by a totally different type of artist, and then recreate it, reimagine it in your own unique way. Now, this might be really hard to do, um, because you won't have guideposts. You won't be, you won't have the bumpers on the side of your bowling lane. So you won't have anything to say, this is too far that way or too far that way. So you really, this is going to stretch you. And that's the point. If you are a female artist and you do sound like Julia Michaels, then let's dig into an old classic 80s rock male song. Slow it down. Make it sound like a current Julia Michaels type of song in your own way and see what happens. Play with that. Number two, make a list of specific generalizations you like. For example, I like big 80s drum sounds or I love that trap beat stuff that you hear in hip hop or I love songs that have acoustic guitar Write those down and then start thinking of creative ways to combine your favorite things. So I love acoustic guitars, but I really love big 80s drum sounds. As of right now, we're hearing a lot of 80s retro sounds, certain sounds, but not all 80s sounds. Um, but we are hearing like certain drum sounds that come from the 80s and certain guitar styles, certain beats and rhythms, but we're not hearing any of that belly keyboard stuff because that would definitely make it sound too retro in a way that probably not everyone would love. But what if you took that belly keyboard sound and then added it to a trap beat? See what I'm saying? You never know. The combination of your favorite things could create 
a totally unique sound that you've never heard another artist do before. And your instinct will tell you if it's cool (laughs) or if it's not. And also get some professional feedback on if it's cool or if it's not. Try it out in front of an audience. See if they like it. Number three, collaborate with other co-writers. There's no better way to actually up your game as a songwriter than to sit in a room with another songwriter and elevate everything together. Now, this is really tricky because co-writing is a lot like dating, and I will do another video on co-writing because it's a pretty complex thing. It's a, it's like developing a relationship. So you can't just say, I'm going to co-write with any Joe Schmo off the street. You want to find a co-writer that you've heard their songs and you really like their writing style. And even still, as soon as you're in the room together, there may not be the chemistry. There may not be the synergy. And that's okay. You just do a one and done and you're like, okay, that was not really fun, but see ya and find a new co-writer. You might have multiple teams of co-writers that work really well together. That's usually what ends up happening. And that's great too. So find co-writers and you'll soon realize that um, you're better together than individually. Number four, work with different producers for different songs to explore different styles. As much as I love producing music and I wish my artists would have every song produced with me, I love it actually when I see them doing songs with other producers and I love listening to what they create with other producers because it gives me a new dimension of who they are and things that they like. And I feel like it tells me that an artist is really in tune with what they want for a specific song. I've had artists say that to me before where they're like, Becky, I have this new song and I feel like you would be the perfect producer for this song. You know what that tells me? It tells me they know my strengths as a producer. They have an image in their mind of what they want the song to sound like and they feel like I'm the right one to bring it home. So don't feel like you have to just stick with one producer for every song you do, feel free to experiment. And as you get to know that producer's style and their sounds and the things that they do well, you'll have a better idea of what songs will work best with that producer. Number five, become familiar enough in a DAW or a digital audio workstation to get some synthesizers going, to create some sounds, save some presets, tweak some things so that you can start to create demos that are a reflection of at least pretty close to what you want. And that will also help you create new sounds that maybe you've never heard before. There's some great plugins out there that are all about tweaking and manipulating sounds. Those can be really, really fun. And if you are able to contribute to your productions in that way where you're actually shaping sound, that can really help you create your own unique sound. Number six, explore new recording and mixing techniques with your producer. There's a lot of things that are kind of typical, things that we typically do, but what if you are like, I wanna do something I've never heard before with my vocal production. Right now, at the time that I'm making this recording, um, bedroom pop 
is kind of has been a pretty big deal for a while. And bedroom pop is basically the sound of what it sounds like when you're not in a well-treated recording space. You're still, the microphone quality is still good. Um, but what I hear is that there's lots of room noise. We're not worrying about like making sure there's no reflection on the walls or we're not hearing like the sound of the computer. Um, and sometimes we actually leave in like mouth sounds <laughs> or the hits on a guitar, you know, or a string buzzing weird. We leave in some of those things so that we create this feeling like we're just in our bedroom playing this song and we just happen to capture it. Now that's already been done. Now what if you could think of something else? I also think of Harry Styles' song, uh, Slow Hands, where if you listen to the vocal production on that song, they did, actually, I haven't looked this up, so I'm kind of speaking on a guess, but it sounds to me like they did a bit of a gated reverb. And if you're not sure what gated reverb is, look it up. It's a technique that was kind of developed accidentally by Phil Collins, which he's a genius. So if you didn't know about gated reverb, he basically invented the 80s snare drum sound with this gated reverb back yeah, in the 80s. So they did that on Harry's voice in a sense. And it's so cool. And it just pulls you in because, well, at least for me, the first time I heard it, I just couldn't stop listening because it, it sounds so different than anything else we had heard on the radio. It's a classic technique. We've heard it on, you know, snare drums for 30 years, 40 years. Um, but to do it on a vocal was a little bit unique. So, See if you can experiment with some things like that that really are out of the box thinking. Maybe uh, you record in the bathroom using just like a plain SM58 kind of microphone or um, and use just the natural reverb in the bathroom. Uh, stuff like that has been done here and there, but find your own unique way to do it. Number seven is be brave. Just do what your gut is telling you to do. Even if you do get some pushback from even professionals, be confident in finding your own unique sound and style. The first time I heard Billie Eilish, for example, at that time, all of the singing was pretty aggressive and full and belty and diva-ish. And all of a sudden, here comes this singer who's barely singing, like a whisper, stacking all of these crazy harmonies, leaving in mouth noises and breaths. And and yet there was also this like total modern edge to the productions. So I personally feel like Billy stood out because she was doing something so different than what everyone else was doing at the time. And if maybe someone told her, like, why are you singing like that? Why are you singing like you are whispering in my ear? Maybe she got pushback. I don't know. But I'm guessing that she did. I definitely heard it from people online. I would see comments about she's singing like, eh, like she can't even sing. Or, you know, people actually saying she can't even sing. And yet, as a vocalist myself and as a vocal coach, you can tell that she definitely can sing. 
It's the control that she was displaying that she could absolutely reel in her voice to be almost inaudible and stacking the harmonies and layering vocals with nuance that, you know, only a controlled, well-trained vocalist can do that well. And so even as an audience online, she was getting pushback. And yet, you know, they stuck the game and look at her, you know, she just totally slaughtered the Grammys a couple of years ago. So anyway, that's it. I hope that it was really helpful. I hope that gives you some confidence to take control of your sound as an independent artist. I hope that's helpful. I'll see you next time.